Please indulge me, and I hope I don't bore you. Beneath the mohawk, underneath the tough-talking persona, is an old-fashioned mama's boy who just happens to love his mother very much. Every time I think about my mother, it sends a certain feeling up and down my body. My mother got that big, thick strap and whipped our behind, whipped our behind. Thank you, mother, 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 like no other. Every time that I cried and my mother didn't know why, how can I tell my mother that I love her, that I love her, that I love her? I wanted my mother to know that I love her every day, not just on Mother's Day, but I love my mother on President's Day. Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! I am the voice of the voiceless. Do I have everybody's attention now? Sorry about your damn luck. I deserve one more match. It's going to be the end of the world as you know it. And welcome back, folks. This is WrestleRant Radio here on the day of May 6, 2014. Your host of the most Graham G.S. and Matthews here today. Huge show. RJ, huge show. We had Extreme Rules on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We had a very good edition of Monday Night Raw, in my opinion, last night. Lots <laughs> to talk about. So, RJ, how are you doing today? I'm doing good today. You doing good today? Got a lot to talk about. Like I said, Extreme Rules, Raw, the Rosebud Experience, my friend. We are going around the world. The, the Exotic Express is on board. I'm on board. I'm ready to talk about it. But I'm off that. board, but that's, that's, another rant, <laughs> that's another rant for another pe- another segment of the show. But before we get into that, oh, and before, um, before we get into anything else, before... Uh, uh, as I just played in the pre-show audio, happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. we got five days until Mother's Day. We'll, our next show will come after Mother's Day. But next week, our final show on the day of May, uh, May 13th. So make sure to be here for that. It's going to be huge. But before we get to that, we have Sheldon Goldberg, the promoter of New England Championship Wrestling, um, a, a company that I go to regularly on a monthly basis right here in Beverly, Massachusetts. They have their show, the Iron 8 Tournament, coming up this Saturday night with a bell time of 7 p.m. at the Cove Community Center. It's going to be huge. Make sure to check it out. Sheldon, how are you doing today? I'm very good. Thanks for having me on, guys. No worries. And I've been going to your show since, uh, I, I believe, October, and I was first introduced to it. Uh, um, I, I saw a forum online. I checked it out. It was really, really cool. And you guys put on the best shows here in the Massachusetts area. A lot of great stuff. So first and foremost, got to ask you the, uh, the obligatory questions here. How did NECW first, how was it first founded uh, a number of years back? Uh, well, uh, the company was founded in, in 2000. Mm-hmm. So we've been in business. This is our 14th year in business. Wow. Yeah, long time. <laughs> uh, prior to NECW, I was involved in a company called NWA New England. Yep. Uh, with the late Boston bad boy Tony Rumble. 
uh, when when he passed away, uh, that company went through a number of um, of changes as far as uh, the the management and and so forth of it, and. Uh, uh, I decided to go my own way, and that's how NECW came to be. And uh, it was one of those things where if I didn't do it, I would have always thought to myself, well, what if I had done that? Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't necessarily looking to be a wrestling promoter at that particular point in time, but, uh, you know, events kind of fell into place, and, uh, and there I was. So uh, here I am still 14 years later. <laughs> Who are some of the people that you guys had through your company? I know a lot of notable names have walked through your company over the years. Uh, can you just name a few? Oh, tons. John Cena worked for this company before he became famous. Uh, Eddie Edwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Beth Phoenix. Um, Kofi Kingston. Um, gosh. Uh, a lot of WWE Rock- and TNA guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nikki Rocks, who became Roxy and TNA. Oh, and yep, so yep. Forth and- yeah, I mean, it just it, it's a long list of, of, of people who've been through our company who uh, um, later became uh, stars or people who were stars elsewhere who got uh, uh, a break in America by working for New England Championship Wrestling. For example, Doug Williams had his first match in America uh, in, in NECW. Um, also... Uh, uh, I don't know that it was actually his first match in America, but uh, one of the uh, first. About about one of his first, yeah, was uh, <laughs> yeah, a yeah. guy by the name of Fergal Devitt, who uh, is now known as Prince Devitt in oh. New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he might, is, uh, might be headed to yeah. WWE too. Yeah, he's coming into WWE. Yeah, yeah. after a number of years in Japan, and mm-hmm. um, he's uh, one of the great ones, one of the best unsigned performers on the face of the planet. So you can expect big things from him in WWE, and he's probably one of the most popular and one of the biggest foreigners in Japan. So so it's a long list of guys who have uh, been through New England, guys and girls who have been through New England Championship Wrestling over the years. And, uh, um, you know, we've our sort of uh, place on the food chain is to be, uh, you know, uh, kind of a showcase. You know, other, other companies specialize in sort of booking you know, the, the, the names, and uh, then, you know, people come to see the names, and whoever else is on the card is on the card. But um, back at the time when I started the company, I, my, my feeling was that there was a, a hole in the, in the industry, and that hole was to provide a place where, where up-and-coming talent, local talent specifically, I've always had this belief in local wrestling. Mm-hmm. And um, it was one of those situations where... They're, they're, you know, I would see guys, uh, you know, on shows, uh, particularly those put on by the late, you know, Walter Killer Kowalski, uh, some of the local shows that he put on and so forth. And, and the show is all about the names that got brought in. And I said to myself, what if you took the names out of the equation and made the local guys the stars? Mm-hmm. Gave them the chance to run with the ball. Gave them the chance to be the people that could tell a story, gave, give them the chance to be the people that the show focused around. Mm-hmm. And, and while there are other people who had done sort of similar sort of things, we had a little bit of a different take on it. We wanted to do TV. We wanted to, to really kind of open the doors to guys outside, the guys and girls outside the area 
and so forth. So we did a lot of unique things. You know, we, we had a lot of international talent over the years, as well as people just from outside the area. You know, when we started this company, there was no Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was nothing like that. So, so us being on the scene meant that if you were serious about being a wrestler and you wanted, you were either outside the country and wanted exposure in America, or if you were in another area and just wanted to get a different kind of experience, you know, you could come and work for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had kind of an open door sort of a thing. If you were somebody good and, you know, we wanted, uh, you were looking for a place to showcase your skills. Uh, I always thought it was good for the local guys to work with people from outside the area. Because if you were going to travel outside the area for one reason or another, and, and in many cases it was sort of a lifestyle thing, you know, guys have jobs, they had families and so forth, but it, it shouldn't have meant that, that they didn't have anything to offer as a wrestler. You know, um, so that was sort of the, the the running themes behind New England Championship Wrestling over all these years, and uh, you know, uh, very proud of the body of work that we have we have put out over that period of time. In just recent years, you guys were exposed to a whole new audience uh, over in a TV deal, landing a TV deal with Cozy TV on uh, Channel 62 here in the Boston area. You can watch it um, at 12.30 a.m. on Thursday nights or Friday mornings. And as well as your YouTube channel over on YouTube, you guys scored a number of hits, a a milestone number of hits, over 3 million. Is that correct in 2013? That's right. Yep, that's correct. So landing that TV deal in recent years, as well as the YouTube thing, you guys exposed. You, you guys have been exposed to a whole new audience. Um, how did that really come about? Um, well, it was not wasn't our first experience with television. In, mm-hmm. in 2010, we did a year of television on Comcast on Demand here locally. Okay. Uh, we were actually supposed to be on Comcast Sportsnet. That was our original deal, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the network decided that they, they didn't want a wrestling show on the air, so we got relegated to Comcast On Demand. We were still in something like 2.8 million homes, and uh, we did that for about a year. And uh, um, when that contract lapsed, um, the people that I was in business with at the time, we decided to go our separate ways. And... Uh, but my goal was to be back on television. It was just a matter of finding an opportunity, and uh, that opportunity came up with what is now Cozy TV. When we started, it was not Cozy TV. It was Plum TV. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it was one of those stations in the market that you know, it's a small independent station. It's not really what you would call a force in the marketplace. But um, you know, it was an outlet, and a broadcast outlet, And whereas we had been on uh, Comcast On Demand before, which it was great, and we were in a lot of homes. The problem is that if you weren't a Comcast subscriber, you couldn't get it. If, if you had a dish, you didn't get it. If, if you had, uh, you know, Verizon, FiOS, if you had uh, DirecTV, whatever, you didn't get it. So um, being on broadcast meant that you have 100% penetration in the market. So while it wasn't on demand, um, you know, we figured that we could cover that by just posting the shows on YouTube, and mm-hmm. people can watch them whenever they like. But um, you know, even prior to that, you know, we we were the first company to do an original weekly, you know, online series. Mm-hmm. And back in 2004, before there was a YouTube, before there was you know Facebook, and before there was social media per se, we were doing a weekly online uh, TV show you know, on your website. 
on our website. Yeah, we, we actually, initially we hosted it ourselves, which was a little bit difficult because we kept crashing servers. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, then uh, we finally, you know, as, as the, the world of, uh, of uh, online streaming developed, that became less of an issue, but uh, we were really pioneers of that. And uh, when we first started in, in 2004, we got a ton of publicity, and, by, and, and a lot of other people imitated what we were doing. So if you see a lot of these online uh, shows that different wrestling companies put out around the country and around the world, we were the first ones to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, you know, that's something that uh, uh, is a part of our legacy as well. So. And even a decade later, you guys are still making history, like I said before, reaching that milestone 3 million hits over on YouTube in the year 2013, putting in that weekly show. Um, basically, well, you take your events and you split them up in, into uh, different segments lasting about a half an hour long onto uh, posting them on YouTube as well as airing them on Cozy TV every week. So, Right. The same show that airs on broadcast TV airs on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Exactly the same show, commercials and all. Exactly, and anyone outside of the Beverly area that can attend the show or has to miss the show for one reason or another can check them out on YouTube every single week, so that's always a benefit as well. But of course, right. this Saturday night, we were talking a little about, about this before the show, but um, you have one of your premier, premier events of the year, the Iron 8 Tournament, the first time it's coming back to NECW since 2010. So after a four-year hiatus, it is coming back to NECW this Saturday night. Um, talk a little bit about the background of the Iron 8 Tournament. I'm really interested in, uh, in the fact that our or be, be before you even get talking, I just want to uh, explain the, the rules of the irony. First of all, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you have a series of matches. It's an eight-man tournament. And then the, the winners of those four matches will advance to the main event, a 45-minute Ironman match. And the winner of that matchup will be crowned the Ironman of 2014. So I, I just want to get your insight on that. How did that really come about and how it really makes you guys unique um, as a company? Well, you know, as an independent company, we were looking for things to, to do that made us unique and made us special. And, and one of those things would be to create sort of a signature event mm-hmm. or, or a multiple number of signature events. But in this case, I was looking for the first signature event. Uh, we have an anniversary show every year, which is kind of obvious. There's nothing really unique or special about an anniversary show other than it's an anniversary. Yeah, yeah. But um, when in, back in 2003... On our third anniversary, Kevin Kelly, the same Kevin Kelly who is now with Ring of Honor and who was a WWE announcer back in the day, mm-hmm. Kevin at the time was helping to book New England Championship Wrestling. And he had come up with a main event for our third anniversary, which was a four-way, 45-minute Ironman match for the NECW Heavyweight Championship. Yep. And uh, the match was so unique and was such a success athletically and artistically as a match that giving it some thought, I, it sort of rang in my head that there was the kernel of an idea there that our signature event could be something like this, but that Iron Man match be the culmination of an earlier competition to get into that Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. When we, when we first did the Iron 8, which was in 2005, it was a two-night event. And I quickly learned, it took me two years, but I uh, quickly learned 
that that was not a very good idea, that people would just wait until the second night to see who was going to be in the final and yeah. who was going to win the thing. Yep. So in 2006, we made it a one-night event, and that's when it really became, it really gelled and really became the event that it, 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 it had the promise to be. So, yep. And it's a pretty unique event. Um, just, you know, four guys, eight guys, you know, um, competing in, in a, a round of singles matches, and then the winners go on to face each other in a four-way, 45-minute Ironman match. And, and this year, it's actually, uh, there's a little bit of a twist. Our, our champion, the NECW heavyweight champion, Slick Wagner Brown, is down with an injury. He mm-hmm. uh, um, has a knee injury that is going to require surgery. In fact, he just had that surgery, which was successful, but he's going to be out rehabbing that injury for probably the better part of a year. Yep. So what we decided to do is the winner of the Iron 8 this year will also become the new NECW heavyweight champion. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So so there's a lot at stake uh, this coming Saturday night. It's going to be interesting in a lot of respects. The Iron 8 was also always... Uh, a place for us to bring talent in from outside the company. Yeah. To sort of see how the NECW guys compete against guys who are are outside the company. It's a chance for our fans to see people that they don't normally get to see. Mm-hmm. I also thought, you know, in the early days of NECW, it was really it was quite an open door. You never know who you were going to see. If John Cena was going to be on one show, or or Frankie Kazarian, or uh, Sumia Sakai from Japan. I mean, we, she had her American debut in our company. I mean, you never knew who was going to be there, or what was going to happen. Or yeah, you know, there'd always be somebody unique and different that you didn't see anyplace else. And and so this sort of continues that theme, and it's a way for us to showcase people from outside the area that we may want to bring in on a more regular basis. Mm-hmm. So um, so people who are coming on Saturday night, there are um, three guys from outside of the company who uh, uh, I think are really worth going out of your way to see. One is a guy from upstate New York by the name of Jay Freddy, mm-hmm. who competes for the 2CW promotion. He was a former 2CW champion. 2CW is uh, out of Syracuse, New York. Yep. Um, Jay has wrestled around here for other companies, but never for us before. Uh, I think he's really an outstanding competitor and uh, uh, a great athlete and somebody that I, I think our fans are really, really going to like. And the other two made one previous visit to New England Championship Wrestling back in February. Uh, they mostly wrestle uh, down south, and they are Damian Wayne and uh, a young guy who goes by the name of Dirty Money. And they were on one of the recent shows, too, a couple, a couple months ago. Yes. Uh, two very outstanding talents. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really outstanding talents. Our fans really, really appreciated their efforts. And, and they had a great uh, match, I thought, yeah. what, better way, what better way to bring them back than to, to have them featured in the Iron Eight? So mm-hmm. uh, uh, Damian Wayne, I think, is one of, the great, uh, one of the great stars, one of the most underrated talents in the country. And Dirty Money is not very far behind in that respect. Um, I think that they're two just outstanding guys, and um, you know, having them back in the company is going to be a real treat for for all of us. So, absolutely, yeah. I, just as you mentioned that, I remember their matchup that they had a couple months ago for the uh, the DAW, uh, DAWG the Dog Championship. Uh, right, great, great matchup. By far one of the matches of the night. Like you said, two tremendous performers. Looking forward to seeing them 
on Saturday in the Iron 8 tournament. A very unique idea, like I said before, to NECW. And the fact, and I was going to ask you about this too with SWB. Um, I heard that the news broke last week that he had to vacate his championship, like you said, due to the injury. So, um, I mean, of course, it's very unfortunate for SWB, but um, the timing couldn't be better with the Iron 8 tournament happening this Saturday. And it's the perfect time to crown a new NECW World Heavyweight Champion. So it's going to be great. And of course, um, before we let you go, I just want to get one last question in there. Um, what are your future goals as a, as, um, as a company going forward? I mean, you've come this far. You've got a TV deal. You guys are very popular over on YouTube. You've got a great website going, got a good following. Um, I go to all the shows. And I know a number of people that go to each of the shows every single month. So you guys have come a long way in the last 14 years. Um, what left do you think you have left to accomplish in the world of wrestling going forward? Well, you know, we want to uh, run more events. Uh, we want to run bigger events. Mm-hmm. And you know it, it's a changing business. It's it's constantly changing. Um, you know, you you never know what what's going to happen. I mean, technology is changing, and it's funny how we we got on broadcast television last year when we originated the concept of of doing television online. So we we sort of went backwards to go forwards uh, in, in 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 some respects. I think being on broadcast television. Um, while it seems sort of a throwback, in in reality, I think that that it gives a company a certain level of credibility mm-hmm. by being on broadcast TV. I don't know that it's a hundred percent a necessity. I don't know how long it will last for us, but um, I, I think it's given us a certain sort of uh, credibility. It gives us a certain kind of exposure that we wouldn't get otherwise. Uh, I am looking to. Uh, shake things up talent-wise and looking to bring in a lot of new faces and looking to uh, just give fans a better and better experience. I, I sort of approach wrestling like I think you should approach any, any kind of, if you sell or make or produce any sort of a product. Mm-hmm. And, and that is you always have to ask yourself one question, and that is would I pay money to see this? And if you can't answer yes, then something's wrong. you got to go back to the drawing board. So... Um, while I'm happy to be able to say that, that I'm, I'm able to answer yes virtually all of the time, I'm also always looking to sort of push the business forward and make it better on different levels. So um, you never know. I mean, we're, we're looking at uh, different things as far as technology goes, maybe possibly Internet pay-per-view or maybe Ooh, you never know. Awesome, yeah. yeah, you know, you've you got to keep your eyes and ears open on what the world is doing and mm-hmm sort of react accordingly. But right now, we just want to put out uh, a really great product that uh, our fans will enjoy, and uh, whether they whether they watch it on television, whether they see it online, or whether they come to our live events, you know, we just want to put out the best product possible and really give a showcase to the guys that you're going to see and hear about, you know, years down the line. So, uh, so hopefully, you know, if you're at all close to the area, you get a chance to come out and see the Iron 8. It really is a unique event. And uh, uh, something that uh, is really um, quite an experience live. So mm-hmm. we're hoping to see a, a lot of your listeners out there this Saturday night. Absolutely. Like we said before, the Iron 8 show, Iron 8 tournament, this Saturday night right here at, in Beverly, Massachusetts at the Cove Community Center with a bell time of 7 p.m. It's going to be a great night. Four fantastic matches leading up to the main event of the 45-minute four-way 
um, Iron 8 Tournament Finals to also crown a new NECW Heavyweight Champion. It's going to be a tremendous night. going to be a very fun time. Tickets at the door, 20 bucks online at NECW.TV, 15 bucks. So it's a great deal. Don't miss, it out. Don't miss out on it. Um, Sheldon, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a great time talking to you. Before we let you go, um, any, inter- any uh, social media networks that we can follow you guys on, Facebook, Twitter, and anywhere else? Sure. On Facebook, we're at NECW Wrestling, all one word. Um, on Twitter, you can uh, find us at NECW. And uh, make sure you visit our website, NECW.TV. And, uh, you know, give us a shout, check us out. And, and we'd love to see you live and in person. Absolutely. Like I said, this Saturday night, it's going to be a great show. Thank you, Sheldon, so much for joining us. It's been a great time, and I'll see you Saturday. A great pleasure. I'm happy to do it anytime. Thank you so much. No problem, man. See you Saturday. Bye. Take care. That was Sheldon, folks. Sheldon Goldberg, the promoter of New England Championship Wrestling. Thank you once again to him for joining us for a great interview. Um, like I said before, Iron A Tournament this Saturday night right here in Beverly, Massachusetts. If you're listening to this from Endicott College, from Beverly, from anywhere in Massachusetts, make the drive over at the Cove Community Center, bell time, 7 p.m. Great show. It's going to be awesome. The final show I will be able to go to before we get out of the semester in um, less than two weeks. RJ, can you believe it? We are out of here in less than two weeks. Thank God. Our our freshman year is almost over. Well, I'm a sophomore, actually, so... You're a sophomore? Yeah. No, you're not. I am. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? I'm, I'm dead serious. You, you're serious? I'm serious. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Is Jeff a, a sophomore, so, too? Yeah. I thought you guys were freshmen. No. What the hell, man? My mind is blown. What the heck? I thought you guys were freshmen, too. I thought Jeff was an upperclassman. But then, I don't know, I for some reason, I thought you... Because I thought Cam was a freshman. He is. So you guys are friends with him? Because he's from my town, yeah. Oh, I've known my... since I was like a kid. That makes sense. He's like, Jeff's like technically a sophomore, but he just became a sophomore last semester because he transferred here. Yeah. So he was credits behind, but now he's a sophomore. But I've been, I've been here since last year, so. Wow. Okay, that That's... makes sense then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jesus, we got the... We just cleared the air right here on the air, WrestleRant Radio, folks. You get it here first. Um, so once again, NECW this Saturday, check it out. But going forward, Monday Night Raw last night, Extreme Rules on Sunday. RJ, we got to talk about this first before anything else because we did quite a bit of basking of this last Sunday, and I feel bad because it exceeded expectations. It was a pretty fun matchup. We LC on the pre-show. Yeah. Hornswoggle versus Torito. Did you enjoy it as much as I did? I enjoyed it. I thought, I it, was, thought it was a good I, match. It was better than the Cena match. <laughs> Everything was. <laughs> Seriously, I was actually very surprised. I didn't think it was gonna be that entertaining, but actually, pretty. It, they actually had a lot of good spots in it. They and, did. Uh, yeah, actually, it was it was probably one of the better pre-shows I've seen. Absolutely, I think, and I, I made this comparison on Twitter right after the matchup. But I think it was the best pre-show matchup since um, the Usos versus the Shield, Money in the Bank last year. Did you see that? No. Now it was a great matchup. But um, yeah, definitely yeah. the best pre-show in the last few months. Yeah, sure. seriously. But um, and then that's surprising considering it was uh, El Torito and Hornswoggle, you know. But um, that being said, though, I thought it was a great matchup, great way to kick off the show. And um, even Elter, even uh, 3MB and Los Matadores involved themselves. They did a great job with all the TLC spots. I thought it was really good. Um, and like you said, better, definitely one of the better pre-show matches in recent memory. And um, it, it's a shame that it didn't really carry over to the next night's Raw. The Cinco de Mayo Raw when yeah, it had that stupid. lame segment. Stupid. It's back to being stupid. We had, all, we had this great matchup, and then they ruined anything about it. I had that dumb, dumb segment. But. Yep. Even so, though, TL, um, I'm sorry, Extreme Rules itself was a very good pay-per-view, in my opinion. Of course, not as great as WrestleMania, but 
what can be at this point. I thought it was phenomenal. But Extreme Rules, though, was always awesome in my opinion. I thought it exceeded expectations being a great show. All the right people went over. There was one blemish on the entire show, and that was the matchup between John Cena and Bray Wyatt. We might as well address this now. Get the elephant it's out of the room. It's not a blemish. It's embarrassment. <laughs> I was so mad. Like you said I knew me- like you were going to get mad, and I was just sitting there yeah. like shaking my head like, You said to me yesterday, me? and I quote, this is one of the worst matches in WWE history. Easily. And it's very for, hard to For being a main event, you. like, hyped match, it was yeah. possibly one of the worst. Like, literally, Cena could have got out, like, a hundred times, but the Wyatt yeah. kept coming in. Like, he the had same a, spots over and exactly. over again. And this made Bray Wyatt look so weak. And I feel like, I, it, like, WrestleMania was one thing, but now, like, he should have just won clean, but now he just looks weaker than ever. Not even clean. I mean, I we, we said last week we knew there was going to be interference. Yeah, but not that much. Yeah, exactly. Do one or two interference spots. Not a not dozen. Not bring them all in and then like <laughs> pretty much screw them like a hundred times. I the kid got, made it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say next. We got to talk about this. What do you think about the kid thing? I the thought The kid course, thing was so weird. The chorus thing last week was good. So they're thinking, okay, we got a great reaction out of this. Let's take it to the next level by bringing this demon kid. I think they pushed it a little too far with that. I thought... Right, I like once I started walking. I knew something was gonna happen. I knew he wasn't gonna walk out clean. I thought like someone would come out and attack him. Yeah. I think a little kid with a freaking voice <laughs> yeah. over deep voice would scare Cena and lose. Little but. Johnny, yeah. That's yeah, stupid. <laughs> I'm glad it's not a regular thing though. I was very afraid that we'd see him the next night on Raw and become the next member of the Wyatt family. I'm very glad that was a one night thing, but it shouldn't have happened at all. To begin exactly. with, you know what I mean? That was stupid. But um, even so, at least Wyatt went over that's the important thing. That's, but at what cost? Like, exactly. They just blew his whole character. Yeah. I don't, we and I, and we're going to have to see another Cena match, and I yeah, could payback. care less. Please yeah. put on the pre-show. We, I, it's really funny because if you go back and listen to the shows over the last three or four months, we've been really going back and forth on this. Like Initially, I thought this would be a terrible feud, not a feud for WrestleMania. But they did a great job going into WrestleMania with the promo, the legacy thing. Then the match itself sucked. Then but, they do the same thing again, and the yeah, match sucked even more. Exactly, exactly. It's weird. So the matches don't deliver. Just I mean, so for payback, they should just hype it really badly, and yeah. hopefully the like. Yeah, yeah, But I don't exactly. want to see another one-on-one match again, so I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, because I know we're getting evolution. We're getting all rematches from Extreme Rules, pretty much. We're getting Kane versus Brian from what it looks like, unless they blow it off on Raw, which I doubt it. And no. which it's rumored, and I mean, you take this with a grain of salt, but it's rumored to be a buried alive I matchup. saw that. That should be good. That, you do the Shield versus Evolution, which Again? I would assume has a, a step. I mean, I would think so. Maybe no holds barred or something. It should be like elimination, probably. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then you have another step. Well, you we don't know if Batista's still around. Yeah, we yeah. don't know that for sure. I Well, I want to address this real quick, too, because I don't think he's leaving. I don't think, for one thing, that he was ever supposed to face Daniel Bryan at payback. I don't think that was ever the plan because I know we were talking about he's going to be leaving after Extreme Rules, and that makes sense. I don't believe all the BS that he turned down a spot to face Brian for the title. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just being biased. But yeah, I but just, I feel like once he was in the Shield Evolution thing, they were going to run that for a while. I don't know. I think that was just a one-time thing to begin with. I didn't think they were going to keep the Evolution thing going for a long time to come. Maybe when he comes back. Because I know they want to build towards Reigns versus Triple yeah. H, and that was that was very obvious at the end of last night's Raw. Like yep. they attacked him with everything, you know. But um, yeah, payback itself last year was very good. Last year we had uh, we had the Chicago crowd. This year the same thing. We're bound to get the CM Punk chance again. We this got year. some last night. I'm like, Give yeah, we it did. Up. Especially during the uh, was it, I think it was during Barrett's matchup. Someone said something to me that it was during Cesaro's matchup and or Barrett's. And both of those matches were good, in my opinion. Yeah. So I didn't really see any need. Like, if it was 
If it was like Santino versus Fandango, okay, maybe. They shouldn't be chanting it at all because he's not coming back anytime soon. We've established that I'll before. ask you next week on Ask GSM if you come back. <laughs> yeah. It's a question every week. Yeah, someone, someone the, I think the latest one, Keem, at Extreme Rules was that, um, what did they say? Oh, is did Kane versus Daniel Bryan close the show because CM Punk's going to come back because Kane screwed over CM Punk at the Royal Rumble? That's not happening. He's not going to come back during a lackluster Bryan versus Kane match. It was a very good matchup, but he wasn't going to come back to attack Kane, of all people. You know he's what I mean? Not, he's not coming back soon, people. Get he's not coming back it. anytime soon, no. So stop asking questions about CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, other things from Extreme Rules itself. We just mentioned it before. The Shield versus Evolution. RJ, your thoughts? I thought it was the best match of the night. and One of the best of the year, in my opinion. It highlighted the young talent of Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns. Oh, very good, I thought. Yeah. Got them over very big, and... Uh, Easily the best match of the night, and uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm glad to see the feud keep going because I think no match could top how good that one was. Yeah, that but, was um, excellent. Yeah, it was just good to see the Shield get over and kind of like show the young talent that they really have. Yeah, that was good stuff. I really enjoyed that matchup. I was a bit fearful at first because the match started out like a normal six man tag team matchup, and it differed from every other Shield six man, like yeah. the one with the Wyatts, yeah. that TLC won a couple years ago. Like, uh, okay, is this going to be chaotic or what? And they did eventually, eventually turn to yeah, it, yeah. the match that went chaotic. It and the match broke down soon afterwards. Went outside of the arena, not outside of the arena, but outside of the ring into the crowd. Seth Rollins with that crazy off the rafters into the, into Triple H or something like that. That was amazing. Great spot. And then in the ring, Roman Reigns beating Batista clean to pick up the win for his team, which I didn't see coming at all. But um, for Batista taking some clean wins. Yeah, exactly. He, he tapped out clean to, uh, to Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. If he was as selfish as people are saying he is, then I don't think he would have done the job yeah. personally. But um, And it wouldn't have made any sense to do him versus Daniel Bryan. He just lost at WrestleMania. He lost at Extreme Rules. It's not, like, it's not like he lost the title either, so it'd be like a yeah, rematch. Yeah, it's exactly. a very random matchup, so I don't know. I, I want to see it as a fan, but I realistically don't. speaking, it's better than Brian versus Kane again. I mean, that was a good match, and we'll talk about that now. First of all, props to you for calling it that it was going to be the main event. I didn't think that was going to happen. told you. No one thought that was going to happen except for you. RJ raising a hand in victory right now. Um, so it's good that the championship matchup closed the show. I mean, I, the six-man matchup was better, but the fact that the title closed the show was got to make important. the title important. It, it did, definitely. It made up for the last few weeks when Brian wasn't uh, closing Raw. But um, let's talk about the matchup itself. I thought it was a very good matchup. That was a very, I thought it was a very good match, too. Very good matchup by Extreme Rules standards as well. Um, they had a very good garbage matchup. It's probably, so one, of most, it's probably the m- most Best extreme match, match yeah. of the night. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. But um, <coughs> I think... The I think forklift the, thing was cool, too. Yeah, the forklift thing was something that they stole from Lesnar, but uh, that's another time. They stole from what? Brock Lesnar. Did they? At uh, Judgment Day 03, he used on Big Show. Oh, really? the stretcher match. They the same spot, too. He got on top of the uh, forklift, and, but yeah. he jumped off and knocked out Big Show, but same thing. But um, I think like these Kane and Daniel Bryan matches are going to be, if they do have like, the Buried Alive match, it's kind of like the feud they kind of have with Shane McMahon and Kane. Like, they're not really good, like... The matches are like good, like just decent if it's just one on one, but like it's they need like the <laughs> need extra step, yeah. yeah, they need like yeah. the extra thing to make it more interesting, like the Shane McMahon like we team said, yeah. matches that they had, like the last man standing they had and then the ambulance match. This could pretty much be the same thing but Buried Alive. I think yep. the Buried Alive match would be good. Obviously I think Daniel Bryan would obviously get over. I don't think yeah. no, Kane's not taking title, uh, yeah, no. but still a good threat. <clears throat> last night in Raw they had like this, their usual like Kane weird like yeah that was a, that was it's a little always weird they always me. have that though with Kane so I'm yeah. like, I was I knew it was gonna happen but like it's that's how they build his monster character kind of being like a 
a weird creep kind of thing. But and well, like, just the fact that Daniel Bryan ran away too. I mean, he came out and he got out of the car to check on Kane, yeah. and then he got back up, and then he got back into the car and left. Well, what's he gonna do? What? What's he gonna do? Well, either you drive off after you hit the guy. Or when you go check up on him, you go beat him down again. I thought he was going to back into him. Yeah, he, he should have. Yeah, he but just I drove off. He just, I don't know. That was a little weird. His wife uh-huh. was with him, that's why. Yeah, his wife was with him, that's, he didn't want, that's a good He didn't excuse. want her to be, uh... Yeah, to be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't absolutely. Know. I, I don't mind the feud. I thought it would be a lot worse, but I thought the match at Extreme was very good. And, uh, yeah, the feud's uh, been decent. Yeah, not to bash it at all. But I feel like Stephanie McMahon's, like, involvement's so annoying. Why is she... I mean, why would Daniel Bryan have any reason to trust her at all? Exactly. After everything that happened? Obviously, he doesn't. No they just trying to make us seem like he does. Yeah, obviously, he doesn't. Yeah. They just need to keep her on TV for something, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really necessarily want to see a rematch of Payback. I, I do. Mean, you do? Well, if it's very fight. That's exactly it. I mean, there's no one to fight right now because they have everyone else booked. Then after payback, it's going to be fresh, hopefully. And I don't believe the reports. There was a report today, and I mean report in quotation marks, that the Bray Wyatt-Cena feud was continuing past payback. And I don't no believe that. No chance. <laughs> I know what. If it does, WWE will be like, I don't know how you can it's go It's been going on since the Rumble in January. Exactly. Yeah. So... It's been like going match. on, but it like hasn't been like matches. Thank God. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like it's been it's been a while. They've been yeah. pushing this thing out as long as if it goes on a Money in the Bank, I'll be like, give it, it, up. it can't be. It could. It could technically could because they might. If WWE maybe, wants to, they will. They can because they can because they can just put them both in the Money in the Bank. Yeah. And then maybe one screws the other one, one wins it, and then they fight a SummerSlam. They could pull this thing out freaking all year long yeah, if they wanted to. Yeah. It I hope sucks. not. I'm the matches so aren't sick. Good. Their matches are so bad. I feel like their chemistry sucks. Like, after WrestleMania, I mean, okay, it's one match, maybe the next match will be better. It's two bad matches in a row. I think like, it's just because, it. I feel like the involvement with the Wyatts make it suck even more. Because you like, know, like... Oh, you like, know they're going to interfere. Yeah, exactly. The Steel Cage, was, it's pointless. Because the whole point of the Steel Cage was to keep out the Wyatt family. And they got him. They interfered more freaking times in that match than they did at WrestleMania. That made no sense at all. Exactly. That they should be banned from ringside like they used to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where is all the logic in this? Where is, Where's the general manager? Like, yeah, on. there's no GMs anymore because now it's just the authority in charge. The GMs, uh, the value of that position has been gone for... Brad Maddox is still a GM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that guy still even alive and where is he? But um, there was that. So we had those three top matches at Extreme Rules. Um, in terms of other matches, we have Bad News Barrett as the new Intercontinental Champion. Um, did you think it was the right move to put the title on Barrett? If they're going to do anything meaningful with it in there. Well, here's the thing, too, because, I mean, bad news, the, the, the whole bad news thing, I mean, it started out really no, stupid. No, what I don't get is they should keep the bad news, like, gimmick, but not have his name, Bad News Barrett. Yeah, keep it, Wade Barrett. Keep it, or even Wade Bad News Barrett as no, like a nickname, you know what Wade I mean? No, Wade Barrett, not Bad News. I feel like Bad News, <laughs> like, how can you, like, take him serious as Bad no, News No, no, absolutely. I think he should be a world champion, but he can't be with that moniker. No, they're going to have to drop the Bad News if you want, they want him. They'll have to, at yeah, some eventually. point. They will. They drop everyone's name lately, Yeah, so. yeah, Rusev, Big I erupted last night when they said he was from Russia. Now he's from <laughs> yeah. I was Vladimir say, Putin. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. He sucks too. They're going to bring back Vladimir Kozlov. Exactly. Now. No, Kozlov. What? They did that to him too. Then they just cut down the Kozlov. No, no, it was Vladimir Kozlov, I think. But uh, that'd be funny if they brought him back to do a monster Russian stable. I could see that. I could see them doing that. They could. I could see it. Yeah, It'd be a nice tag team. Call it's better though. It. It's better that they're doing him from Russia now. That they're hailing him from Russia because the whole Bulgaria thing. And he actually is from Bulgaria, but it made no sense because, like you said, um, Lana speaks Russian, and, and he's, he makes no exactly. sense at all. So at least they're doing that. That's better. 
Um, the squash match was what it was. Barrett. Um, th- going back to Barrett, though, the thing with Barrett and the reason I'm happy that with the bad news Barrett thing, I mean, it's not a main event gimmick, of course, but it's the first time he's getting a reaction since the Nexus days. Yeah. Because the core thing bombed. The the brawler thing had potential, but they didn't book it correctly, and it wasn't getting a reaction You're at all. Too, what? You're hurt too. What? Yeah, he got hurt a few times, so that definitely hindered it. And um, whatever else he had, the Barrett Barrage thing definitely did not get over either. I thought that was nice, but they didn't do anything with it. So at least this, at least this is getting a reaction. He got a re- good reaction when he won the championship on Sunday. A good match from him and Big E on Monday. And I don't blame Big E at all. It's just the booking of his character and the title in the last few months. And whether the title will be prestigious going forward, I mean, it remains to be seen. I'm not going to praise it and say that the title is now saved due to uh, Wade Barrett. No. It's got to, you got to give it time. And the same thing with Seamus, too. I mean, let's no. talk about this. Let's talk about oh this. Oh, my God. I was so pissed Seamus won. So the opening match of Raw last night, it was announced a couple hours beforehand that we we're going to be having a 20-man battle royal to determine or to, for the U.S. championship. Ambrose would be involved. It wasn't like he was stripped of the title. So, And I've been saying this for a while now. It made no sense for Ambrose to have the championship when the authority could just say, hey, we're taking the title off of you. We'll put him in a title match, stack the odds against him. They did that last week on SmackDown. They retained, but they did it again on Raw, 20-man battle royal. And um, it was a good battle royal. My enthusiasm kind of dwindled by the end because all the guys like Ziggler, Sandow, Everyone that I wanted slash thought would win got right out. out. Yeah. yeah. Once Sheamus was left, I was like, he might win, but I thought like the Shield would... They said that they had his back, so I figured yeah. he wouldn't lose. But I guess it's good that it's off Ambrose, but just I feel like they just gave the Sheamus because he has nothing else to do. Yeah, absolutely. He has nothing else to do right now. He hasn't had anything else to do. He said that in his interview afterwards, that he hasn't done anything in about a year or so. So He was um, on the freaking pre-show panel. Yeah, yeah. He goes from the pre-show to being U.S. champion the next night. I thought that was pretty funny. But um, and I I heard a rumor that he fell asleep during the uh, the Rusev matchup. Did you hear Probably, that? Probably because the Rusev sn- sucked. <laughs> yeah, sucks. that was funny. Like, but the thing is, now that they have new champions, they just have to book them right, and then hopefully. Oh yeah, exactly. I think all their champions right now are perfect. With the Usos as champion, where uh, were as they champions. last night? They were, they were on champions. Superstars or something. Same thing with Paige. They took him off the show. Paige was on last night too. I thought. No, she wasn't on last night. She was on. She was on Superstars too. They didn't have a diva match last night. Um. I think she was on last no. night. No. I want to say she was. Paige wasn't on last night. She was at Extreme Rules. I don't think so. I didn't think it was the Divas match last night. Thank, had, I don't know. Thank God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I like all the champions right now. Paige, you got the Usos, you got Seamus Barrett and Daniel Bryan. I think we got great champions, so you just need to book them properly. That's all. But um, the thing with Seamus, though, is that he's a former world champion, so he's got credibility instantly. And um, he's going to be defending the title this Friday night on SmackDown against who remains to be seen. But um, the thing with Sheamus, so like you said, he has nothing else to do. But I thought it was really interesting that the match came down to two faces, to Sheamus and Dean Ambrose. So they say he's going to go heel as well. Yeah, because right? definitely based off his post-match interview, and they could have easily just had to eliminate Ambrose you know, towards the end or even in the beginning and then have it come down to Sheamus and... I don't know, Rybaxel or something, you know what I mean? But they they had to come down to them too. And he got booed when he won the championship. Not like loudly booed, but well, he got booed. booed. Yeah. yeah. So with him as U.S. champion, I'm in, it's been speculated for a while now that he will be turning heel in the very near future. And I believe he will be. I mean, it makes sense. He's done everything there is to do as a face. He's boring as a face. He works much better as a heel. So um, it could be entertaining, you know? And, and also this, too, I, w- I want to ask you this. Do you see a title unification match happening between Barrett and Sheamus at some point down the line? I hope not. You hope not? I mean, do you want one or do no, you see one? I or don't both? want I don't want either. I don't want to see one and I don't want one to happen. You don't see one happening? No. No? I want them to keep both titles separate and 
I mean, if they booked them properly, then fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. But then I feel like, like I said, then there's less direction for other people if there's no titles. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't... Well, the thing is, is with the, the two championships, I mean, with Ambrose, if they unified him, it wouldn't have mattered because he never defended that damn thing at all. So now that the championship is off of him, now it's on Sheamus, and if he defends it more regularly in a, in a feud or, you know, whatever, with whoever, um, I'd be fine with that. So that's cool. So they don't need to unify them Who's at this Who's he wrestling point. on SmackDown? Oh, they never said. They just said he was in a U.S. title match. So oh I don't know. Gotta, Check the spoilers. Yeah, I checked the spoiler. I think it's been re- it's being recorded as we speak, so by the time we're done, we could probably find out. But, um, yeah, other things on Raw last night. We had The Shield versus The Wyatt's, another very good matchup from them. We already kind of talked about Evolution versus The Shield happening at uh, Payback. What really else happened last night? We didn't have much. Um, um, Rusev fought... Um Kofi Kingston. Someone messaged me today said, why is Rusev beating up on black people? <laughs> Xavier Woods, our truth and Kofi. Like the low, I don't know. It's just like the... I don't know. I yeah, feel like he's yeah, just yeah. fighting all the low mid-card guys. Yeah, he faced Zack Ryder, so it's not racist, but... Exactly. Yeah, but, I thought um, that was funny, I'm too. I'm trying to think about Russell. Kurt, uh... Ryback wrestled uh, Cody Rhodes Cody lost Rhodes. again. Yeah. They're building Stupid. that feud, so... Yeah, still be- building that. Um... Yeah. I want to see... Like you said, I want to see that till SummerSlam, but I doubt it at this point. They'll Did probably it? blow it off at Payback. Uh, Cesaro fought RVD again. Yeah, so I think they're going to be continuing that feud too. They had a good match last night, better than the last one in my opinion. Uh, the DQ finish kind of set up a rematch for whenever it might be. And it's not the best feud in the world, but it keeps Cesaro busy for the meantime because if they continue to build him up, he got a good win on uh, Sunday against RVD and Swagger. I thought that was an entertaining match. Swagger matchup. sucks. I think yeah, now he's feeding. Well, we'll talk about Adam Rose in a minute. Now he's feeding with Adam Rose. Ooh, but, um, I hate Adam Rose. But uh, what was I going to say? What were we talking about? How bad Raw was. No, no, there was something on Raw. <laughs> we were talking about... Curtis... Uh, oh, Cesaro and RVD. That's what we were going to talk about. So, yeah, that feud for the meantime... It's, a, it's just, a feud, but like... It's a filler feud because they don't have much for Cesaro right now and he's lost momentum since WrestleMania. They did They did uh, recognize that he won the Andre Giant Memorial last Yes, week, Paul Heyman said that. Did he say that in his promo no. last week? Or, I, think, I know I Michael Cole week. said it. Michael Cole said it, but yeah. still, like... Yeah, at least they finally made mention of it and it wasn't a complete afterthought, but... Uh, yeah, if they continue to build that, he should be on the right track in the in coming weeks, so I'm looking forward to that. But let's talk about this real quick. Last night we had the arrival of the Exotic Express on Monday Night Raw. Adam Rose is on WWE Raw. RJ, you said it sucked. <laughs> Can you please elaborate? It's because his... Like, I'm not going to like say him as a performer is bad. Just his gimmick is so... So cheesy and has been done so many times. It's Fandango-esque. It's Fandango-ass, too cool-ass, all these dancing yeah, yeah. gimmicks. Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. Clay. The heart throbs. Brought that yes, the yes, yes. We had him on the show a couple months ago, too, by the way. I was thinking of other people that had dancing gimmicks. I thought of them. Rikishi. Like, <laughs> all these people have done the same yeah. exact crap. And it eventually gets dies, and then they get put to low car. Then they get to be Jason Alberts on NXT. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. pretty much... I guess it's. I guess he's good for now, but he'll be, he'll be gone in three months. Yeah, he'll be superstar first match in four months against Yeah, Fandango. yeah, yeah. Like it just like I'm not gonna diss him as a performer. Like I've seen him wrestle as Leo Kruger, and he was yeah, good. he's a very good wrestler. But just yeah. like the WWE, Vince McMahon loves the dance gimmicks. I don't <laughs> he know does. why. He gets a bone over the dance gimmicks. I don't understand why they're not entertaining. I don't think kids think they're entertaining. Yeah. And it's just like after the whole Bros Clay crap, we've seen the same crap. Fandango came out. Like we've had three dancing gimmicks the last. 
that's this never gets over. So I don't understand. Yeah, it's like it. an annual thing at this point. And these guys have never won titles, so it's not gonna like. I don't even think it'll justify them, but um. I guess it's, I'd rather see Bo leave out there. Obviously, he's oh. coming at some point too. And I feel like he like even though his gimmick's kind of cheesy, it they is cheesy. They gave new music for him last week in NXT too. Yeah, I don't mind him. I don't mind him as much as I did mind him. I hate him as just Bo Dallas, but the Bo yeah. leave thing can kind of grow on me, I guess. But um, I'm not a big Adam Rose person, and uh, hopefully his few swagger does not make a pay per view. Maybe pre-show. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, maybe the pre-show. Payback. My boy, Big Hoss on Jack Swagger. He sucks too. Oh <laughs> yeah, God. yeah. But um, yeah, the fan in me loves Adam Rose. I loved Adam Rose in the moment that he debuted in NXT a couple months ago. The fact they brought him up in, in two months' time was amazing. I mean, he was a Leo Kruger for the longest time and uh, never was brought up to the main roster. Now he's finally on the main roster as Adam Rose. But um, I, I like him, and the fan in me loves Adam Rose. Like you said, realistically, though, um, it's not going to last. It's going to be fun. I go within the next few months. I would love to see them prove me wrong, but I can definitely see what you guys are talking about. <laughs> what did you say last night? In a month's time, he's going to be staler than month old bread or something like that. He'll be staler in a month, and, and he'll be in a month to be staler than a week old bread. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. one will give two shits about him. <laughs> yeah. So for right now, I'm enjoying it. Right now, or tonight, I think he was on main event with. Uh, he did some dancing stick and when during one of Jack Swagger's matches, which I thought was hilarious. But um, that's I, stupid. Like it's just little things that we've seen already. It's not that it's stupid. We've just seen it so much. It's that been done to death. They, it's basically like taking John Cena throwing down his throat for the hundredth million time. Yeah. At least lately, I don't know. People try to say like it's his fault that him and Bray Wyatt's matches suck, which I don't think it's his fault at all. No, no, no. no. But um, so, no, the chemistry's not there. Yeah, but the chemistry's um, not there. It's not. I just fault. think it's just something that we've seen so much that it's like I'm so sick of dancing gimmicks. Yeah, these guys are not over. And they might be good wrestlers, but they just keep feeding these guys on our throne. I'm sick of this sh- this dancing shit. <laughs> this dancing shit. Well, well, go be a dancer. Go play in the ballerie. Ball- go to go to Broadway and dance. I want to <laughs> see you on WWE yeah. every week. I hear you. But uh, the thing with Adam Rosa, we said this before in comparison to Brodus Clay, and this came to my mind today, so I want to discuss this. Brodus Clay, in my opinion, before the whole Funkasaurus thing, and even now in NXT, I thought he was, he is a very good heel. Obviously, a much better heel than he was a face. But when he first came out as a Funkasaurus, I was pissed because they were setting him up as a monster. They were, you know, hyping him up as a monster thing. And he came out as this joke in a dancing suit and a jumpsuit, all He's that garbage. He's a joke garbage. still as a heel. Well, I mean, because, yeah, because they booked his heel turn terribly. And he was, this is the thing, because they, they kept him as a Funkasaurus for too long. And that died within a year because, one, they didn't book him right. Two, they, they killed the any momentum that he had, and when he finally died out when he had every inch, any, any ounce of momentum left, then they turned him heel, and he still lost, and it was a joke. So, the thing with Adam Rose, who do you prefer more, Leo Kruger or Adam Rose? Probably Leo Kruger, but... Leo I, that Kruger, I feel like his gimmick would get old too eventually, but... No, no, I think... I, I like Leo Kruger too, and I was pissed when he changed his gimmick, but when I saw Adam Rose, I was really entertained by it that I didn't really mind it all that much. But if they keep Adam Rose like Adam Rose for the next year or so, then they can transform him. They can turn him heel, but hopefully they don't wait too long before he's dead. You know yeah, what I mean? but once they turn him heel, it'll just be Adam Rose heel again. I don't think they're going to just change his whole character. They might. I don't know. They've done it before. So, with Curtis Axel, not necessarily a heel term, but they've changed characters. Fandango, they, they just do a complete gimmick overhaul. They just take him off TV and he comes back as Leo Kruger. And then one goes, yeah, remember when he was Adam Rose dancing with a bunny and shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I could, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I mean, Big Show was always a joke, too, and he turned into a monster, and he, he's turned heel face like 25 times. Yeah, but it's always been the Big Show. 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's a he's a marquee name, so it's a little different than Adam. Marquee Rose. name. Big Show. He's a marquee name. More like a waste of space. <laughs> Where's Big Show lately? He's on, on the, the pre-show. On, I was about to say he's on the pre-show with uh, <laughs> yeah. Sheamus and uh, Alex Riley. So, um, in the final few minutes, we'll talk about this real quick. Last week, did you hear about the NXT releases? Yeah. Um, so, among the releases, we got five people. I'll just talk about the Mason Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Mason Ryan, <laughs> Danny Burch. Uh, Danny Burch, we had uh, Oliver Gray and Shell Guerrero, the daughter of Vicky. Um, I never really liked her to begin with. She was on NXT a couple years ago, re-signed, and then left again. So, I don't really know what the point of that was. And she wasn't really a good worker to begin with, so I couldn't care less about that. And then we also had Danny Burch, an enhancement talent, whatever. Oliver Gray came back after a year-long injury release. That made no sense. And then Mason Ryan. Mason Ryan, I think we've talked about a few times here on the show for whatever reason. He is just a body. He is a body. He's he, Batista I mean, can't work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, he's, he and it, sucks on the mic, too. It's amazing, oh too. God. He's been in the company for so long. I was going to say, I feel like I was shocked. I was a little shocked because I feel like they've worked on him so much. And then, then Nexus, he was a star down in FCW. He was their champion for a long time. He was in NXT for a while. Did not improve at all. And then um, they turned him face for a while for that short, pre- that short period of time. Feud with Ziggler. And that was it. And he never recovered on the main roster. He'll be... Uh, He'll be like uh, EC3 on TNA. He'll be like EC3. He'll be the next big thing on TNA. Yeah, I can't yeah. they did that. That guy sucks. Him and uh, Rob Terry are going to be the next tag team over in TNA. The Welsh. Is Rob Terry Welsh? I think so. I don't know. He's something along those lines. But uh, I could see them being a tag team over in TNA. But uh, even so, yeah, uh, sayonara to Mason Ryan. But NXT last week, did you watch it? I watched it, obviously, yes. I thought it was a great show and the best show last week overall. I thought it was better than Raw. I can't really think of anything I haven't gonna wrestle probably, but I'm trying to think who wrestled. We had Tyson Kidd versus Bo Dallas. So that that was a good matchup. We had Bailey versus Sasha Banks. That was a great, great match. match. I like the I like the tournament for the NXT Women's Title. I, I feel like, like Charlotte's gonna win though. She probably I, will. I hate, like Ric Flair's daughter. Who cares? She's... Yeah, she can't wrestle. But uh... I'd rather see Sasha Banks win. But yeah, I, I'd rather Bailey win. Bailey is my favorite. Bailey, you see no. the new inflatable tube thing? I, I love like Bailey. Her. She's like okay. Bailey? She's a little cheesy. Yeah, the, the gimmick's a little goofy, but she is. She's uh, she's a very good worker, so I love. I'd her. rather have uh, Emma or Sasha Banks win, but oh yeah, I'd love to have Emma win. I don't know if she's, she's like main roster NXT right so now. So she probably won't win, but yeah, I, don't know. I like Sasha Banks. I think she's good. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, she had a, she had a, she used two different finishers last week. She used a regular one and then tapped out uh, Sasha. Bailey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, after and then Danny Birch fought some clown. Yeah, like he was released. Yeah, who did Danny... he fight? Adam Rose, I think. Yeah, I think he did. Adam Rose, yeah. Then Camacho, no, yeah, Camacho beat up the bunny or something on ringside. No, he beat up the luchador. Guy. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. That was so funny. And then in the main event, oh, we had Neville versus Clay for the NXT I title. Just, I don't get, like, Bruce Clay is so bad. Like, they tried to rejuvenate him, and then that lasted all of a month, and then he's gone. Like, they beat him I'm in, like, eight minutes. I'm not a big minutes. fan of uh, what's-his-face either. Adrian Neville? We talked about it last week, too. He's not going to be anything much in, uh, in WWE when they eventually call him up, but... You know, even still, though, he, I think he's a very good wrestler. He just can't be. I don't think he's even mid card material in WWE given his size. I mean, he's a great worker, but his mic skills and. He's just a glorified cruiserweight. Yeah, yeah, pretty is. much. Yeah, he's like the next seven born, probably. You know? Where's he been for the last five years? Yeah, still. Where's he been the last too? three years? He's been, I don't know. I think he's been hurt. I literally think he comes. He literally comes back from Money in the Bank and gets hurt every year. He hasn't been on, he hasn't been on TV in like two and a half years. Literally two and a half years. I don't think it's been that long. Yeah, it has been because he got injured in. The whole thing with Air Boom, they dropped the titles in like early 2012. And then I, look, he left. I literally look right now. I swear to God, he was last year at the I'm money. I'm telling the bank. you, no, he wasn't there. 
In Money in the Bank, he was not in Money in the Bank. The last time he was on TV was in 2012. I'll look right now. Look ahead. Go right ahead. Prove you wrong. I swear <laughs> I'm it came I'm telling back. you. Evan Bourne. But um, even still, though, in miscellaneous notes, Legends House last week I thought was the best episode yet. Would you agree? It was good. I'm trying to think what happened. Oh, yeah, it was good. The whole advertising. The commercial I, thing, yeah. That and the uh, Me the and Gene's thing. crew should have won, but they got screwed. Jimmy Hart's team should have won. He was hilarious. He's like, oh, he pressed the button. His was, was like way that. funnier. Like, there's <laughs> a, like, if I wanted an advertisement, I'd rather have that. Like, the other one was so dumb, and I feel like yeah. those cl- those clowns. The flamingos, yeah. Yeah, the clowns dumb. that they brought in the judge were, like, just two <laughs> idiots. Yeah. That was so funny. And then and then Pat Patterson was making, like, blowjob jokes and stuff during uh, when, they, when they were at the uh, car wash, which I thought was hilarious, but... Yeah, Legends House was good. NXT was good. Yeah, overall, WWE Network. We see it every single Last week. time Evan Bourne wrestled, he returned on March 28, 2013, at an NXT live event yeah. defeating Rimey I don't know who the hell that is, and has yet to return to television. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He hasn't been on TV in two and a half years. Dude, 2013. That's like 2013. NXT live event that's not televised. I'm talking about TV on like yeah. Raw. You know what I mean? He broke his foot in a car accident in 2012. Yeah. On his birthday, too. Let's see. Yeah, Probably drunk driving. <laughs> yeah, he was. He got suspended twice within like the course of two months. You remember that, Evan Bourne? He yeah. got suspended once for doing like fake marijuana or something. Got suspended again like two months later, and they had to drop the tag titles because of it. That was hilarious. But um, yeah, that's NXT. That's Legends House. Total Divas. Did you watch it this week? Have yeah, you watched I got, it yet? I'm trying to think what happened. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Uh, what did happen? They went to get. Uh, Got her dress for the wedding. Oh yeah. The then like they didn't like yeah they had yeah. all that stupid stuff and then um no nah, what's her face Naomi got like the birth control thing or some stupid yeah shit. yeah yeah she's uh, like one of the better characters in the show but that was a little weird and uh, Fandango and Samurai got into it that was that was, that was awkward awkward yeah. as shit <laughs> yeah but yeah. um I don't know I think it was a, one of the worst episodes of Total Divas I hate yeah. how they had it on and the pay was on. They did it with WrestleMania. They took it off for the night of uh, WrestleMania because they figured no one's going to watch it. But they did it during Extreme Rules and they got but a bad Extreme rating R- because of it. But Extreme Rules wasn't that bad because it got over at 10.45 and then the replay was on 11. So. Oh, yeah, good point. I didn't think of that. I didn't think about that. I just watched but, it uh, later. Uh, Raw, wasn't the, uh, Raw was all right, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, the payback itself... I don't know why Cena wasn't there. That was weird. Cena yeah, he was on main event tonight instead. What's every, what's every champion that wasn't on Raw made Yeah, yeah, Christ. I guess. I don't know. Who, did he wrestle or was he just there? No, nah, he was just talking about Bray Wyatt or something like that. Kill the feud, please. But, uh, yeah, Payback itself setting up to be a, you know, okay show. If, they, if the build is... Okay, they haven't even made a match yet. I mean, the match is what, from what it looks like, Shield versus Evolution. If it's okay. what we think it will be, it will be a decent show. It'll be a decent show, I think. It could be don't... bad if they don't do the build right, but we'll see. I think they, they've learned their mistakes of bad building. Yeah, Hopefully. I would hope so. With the, they got good champions right now. They got good storylines going, for the most part, except for Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Be, like I said, they should have brought back Judgment Day and made that instead of fucking payback. But Judgment Day was great. Exactly, and that was like and those like the ones that end feuds. Like feuds ended at Judgment Day. They always did. And now paybacks stand. Yeah, they just it's a payback. watered down version of Judgment Day. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm excited for Money in the Bank. That should be fun. My bank's always get paid, so I can't wait. It for always that. is, yeah. Well, thing is, I don't care. That's end. I want to say that's the last pay per view before. No, what's after J- Money in the Bank? It's Money in the Bank, Ground. Battleground, then SummerSlam. Yes. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I thought Money in the Bank then SummerSlam, but uh, Money in the Bank's end of June, which would yeah. make sense. It wouldn't be a two month. Yeah, it's, I think mean, it's better in July, in my opinion. What? But, um, Money, Money in the, the Bank. bank? Yeah. But they have Battleground. 
No, yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know why they didn't get rid of Battleground. That was just dumb pay per view. Like, I don't, I don't remember even what happened. I don't think I've that seen. That was Battleground last year? I don't think I saw it. It was terrible. That was like the only pay per view I didn't watch. It was so bad. Because it was about to go live, and I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be a bad show, so I didn't watch it, and it was terrible. They had Big Show interfere in the WWE title main event between Brian and Orton, and it went to a no contest in a pay per view main event. It was ridiculous. It was a terrible show. The Battleground is July 20th. Yeah. I don't remember Bat. I don't think. I feel like out of all the papers, I don't think I've seen Payback either. Payback last year was pretty good. Yeah, but I was at school, so I probably didn't even watch it. Oh, yeah, good point. You know, because I'm a. Sophomore. Yeah. I did not see it. Breaking news on WrestleRant Radio. RJ is a sophomore, ladies and gentlemen. And last and last year was the first day they had payback. I don't yeah, think so. yeah. I don't know. I'll look at the I'll look at the results. I'm Calling right. right now. Punk will be back at the end of payback, beating up Daniel Bryan to take back his world title. Also on that show, Adam Rose will become. Uh, he will cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase to become the new world champion. At payback, yes. He'll get the he'll get the Money in the Bank. Before. <laughs> yeah. He'll uh, be granted a title shot. Yeah, I don't think I. Wait, did Cena like F you uh, right back through the ambulance? Was yes, that... a payback, yeah, that that was payback last year. Then I did see that, though. Yeah, it wasn't a bad show. I thought it was okay. I thought it was very good, actually, especially with the Chicago crowd. This year should be interesting, though. So Yeah. yeah. I was on the phone right now. But anyway, folks, that was WrestleMania Radio. We're talking Raw. Right We're talking... Um, Talking a whole bunch of different things here on WrestleMania Radio Raw Extreme Rules. Thanks once again to Sheldon Goldberg for coming on tonight for a great, great interview. Um, like I said before, NECW, the Iron 8 tournament this Saturday night at um, 7 p.m. bell time right here. The Cove Community Center here in Beverly, Massachusetts. Check it out. RJ, what is wrong with you? What do you mean? What's wrong with you? Nothing. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Who's calling you that's so important? People, I got people. That call He's got me. your peeps. Got, got your peeps going. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Come scoop us here, show up. What? Nothing. What you talking about? Oh, but okay. uh, yeah. Sure. Hopefully, payback does have the Barry line match. That's a good match. But uh, payback should be. It, it could be more extreme rules than um extreme rules. If every one of those rematches has a step, buried alive, elimination for the. They should do Cena versus uh, Bray in a hell, but they won't. Cause they, in a what? Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell, yeah. But they won't because they have the stupid pay-per-view yeah, on Hell in a yeah. Cell, which is so Hell in a Cell, dumb. TLC. Like, that's so dumb. Elimination Chamber, yeah. But the Elimination Chamber is not bad because that's like... It's a good match, and it's one match. Hell in a Cell, they have like two or three of that They night. just that's like weird. literally... I don't get why they take all the good pay-per-views and water them down. They're yeah, stupid. Yeah. They don't mean anything anymore. The Hell, in a Cell, the Hell in a Cell match doesn't mean anything anymore because they watered it down to the point where it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. you know, I so. wish they had Unforgiven back. Unforgiven was a great show too. All the old names literally could come back besides Money in the Bank, and I would love it all. Absolutely, like No Way Out. I think it was better than Stupid and It was, Chamber. yeah. And you can go back and watch all those pay per views oh, on Network? the WWE Network. What pay per view do you suggest I watch next? Next, yes. I was going to watch ECW One Night Stand from like oh five oh six. That's a good one. Uh, I think to suggest to me and the viewers. Because there's really nothing like in this month that I can think of. Because I watched Extreme Rules 2012 the other day, which was great. That was a great show. Survivor Series 03 was very good. Was it? Yeah. 03? What happened in 03? It was like I'm Buried Alive and Vince and uh, Undertaker. Oh, yeah, right. Shane versus Kane Ambulance. Yeah. Team Angle versus Team Lesnar. Yep. Uh, I don't know who the champions were, but... I'm that. thinking... Because it's the month of May. It makes sense now. I was thinking about this the other day. King of the Ring! King of the Ring. Well, watch a Judgment Day pay-per-view. I love... Ju- oh, you which can watch one? any of the Judgment Days. Yeah, which one? Uh, I was looking back. It said, I think it went from 09 to 2008. Or 09. No, wait. I'm sorry. 99 to 99. I 
99 to 09, I think. Um, I know 03 was good. Lesnar was in that one. 02 was good. I don't want to say that was 02. Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan was a good one. Because they had Kurt Angle versus Edge in a shaved head match. That's a good one, too. Oh, yeah, right. 02. Right. I'll say 02. Judgment Day 02. 02. All the Judgment Days are good. Besides the, <laughs> yeah. besides the guy, before they started watering them down with the... The PG era. Yeah. The watch later the ones don't. Aggression ones. Exactly. The watch the ones. early Ruthless Aggression ones. Don't watch the, the newer ones. Those ones those ones kind of suck. But, yeah, exactly. But, so. Or watch any of the Money in the Banks. They all are good. The Money in the Bank pay per views, every single so one. year has great. been great. 2010 was very good. 2011 was my favorite. 2012 was good too. Last year's was awesome. So I'm looking forward to this year's pay per view. You very, very well might be, be there. I might. It's in Boston, right? Seriously. It's in Garden. Yeah. I might go. I'm in Connecticut. Wait, you live in here in Massachusetts, right? Obviously, it's the best state in the country. <laughs> I live in Connecticut, so gotta plug the Massachusetts. I'll be in. Uh, I'll be back home in CT the next night, hopefully for Raw, because they'll be in Raw the next night on June 30th, and I'll be right along the Exotic Express on Monday Jump night. Jump on Raw. and fall. Yeah, yeah. I'll be running the radio show by myself next day. <laughs> yeah. So that being said, we'll be back next week. Our final live show yep. here on Endicott Campus. I'm going to try to do it from home, like podcast version or something. It won't be live, but it will be what it will be. But we will not be doing it here on campus until September. So. Perfect. Perfect. Maybe maybe late August. I don't want school stars. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But um, last show next week, a 25th edition, so it's monumental as heck. Monumental, folks. Monumental, historic. It's going to be a huge milestone. Hopefully, Jeff Stone. Jeff Stone. Jeff Stone. The seat's so empty. I feel lonely. What happened? He wasn't here last week either. Kid is just he's on a hiatus right now. And he's on hiatus. Yeah. Hopefully, he will be back in the next next week. He better be back next week. It's your last show. Maybe even get an appearance from Cam too. So before we go off the air, RJ. Your obligatory shout-outs, plug, shout go. I need to like make sure I get everyone. Uh, John Keane, Shannon, Molly, Gum, Tim, Jeff, Cam, <laughs> Mandini, um, Brian Sussingham. Am I thinking? I can't know if I'm forgetting anyone, but if I'm forgetting you, I probably this. There's, there's like ten people. Like and uh, everybody on campus. Yeah, and then uh, at Twitter uh, at Raymond underscore Marceau. Got my blog on there, my YouTube channel, so check it out. And uh, at Russell Rant as well. Got plug, got a, and plug Massachusetts as well. <laughs> yeah. Stay in the country. Follow Massachusetts. Just come to Mass. Exactly. You know? it's, it's great. The Commonwealth, yes, please. <laughs> so that being said, folks, we will be back here next Tuesday at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 Central Time for more Raw Talk. And like I said, the final show here on campus for 2014, the spring season of 2014, freshman year for me, and apparently sophomore year for Woo! RJ. <laughs> so like RJ said before, the Twitter, WrestleRant, Facebook, Graham, Jason Matthews, YouTube, same thing, and Bleacher Report, same thing. We will be back next Tuesday night, like I said before, gotta keep saying it, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 Central Time, with more Raw talk and everything else in between. Make sure to join us, it's gonna be great. And also, make sure to have a great Mother's Day as well. Yeah, it's a great holiday. Yeah, it's yeah. the best day of the year. So with that being said, we will close you out with the best theme possible and a very fitting theme from that. Happy Mother's Day from yours truly, Mr. T. Mr. T. Oh Did you God. see the Hall of Fame ceremony? No. No? So you didn't get the joke then? Good. Thank God. <laughs> the, the audio that I played at the start of the show, when they played that last night in Raw, I thought it was hilarious. But um, that being said, folks, we will be back. Next week Next with week. more Raw Talk. Russell Rant Radio, thanks for joining us, folks. Happy Mother's Day. This is Graham Dias and Matthews. Signing off. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Signing out. Till next week, folks. See you then. Jesus,